to this week's episode of Shaken Not Noob. Now, as you can tell, I'm not Fuzzy Dan. This is Duty, but it, I'm the. Uh, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, this is Duty, but I've got a returning special man, Ian the Huge Footlong Johnson. Ian, how are you? Professional as ever. <laughs> I'm also present and not Fuzzy at Duty. Any show that starts with Shaken and Not is not professional. Yes. That's just the rules we follow. Yeah, we didn't make the rules. We just uh, wrote them down and came up with them. Actually, yeah, we did. We did. We we made them up, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How are you, Ian? It's been... Oh, shit, maybe like a month or so since since you've been on Noob, but people hear you on Nerd all the time. Yes, exactly. Everyone's very familiar with my voice, but now you're hearing it on the same platform. So, yeah, that's different. <laughs> the MVP from Shaken Not Nerd has come over to Shaken Not Noob just for you, Phil. <laughs> just for you, buddy. These are the things I do for you and others. For money. <laughs> but, uh, going into this week's news, there's not a whole lot coming up, of course, because this time next week is Cyberpunk 2077. Of course, everyone's excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm fairly sure Ian's excited for it. Um, You're excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> let's just assume Fuzzy's excited because Fuzzy's excited for everything. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Fuzzy and I have spoken that it looks like we're going to do an impressions, perhaps, of Cyberpunk next week, uh, if we can, and then the following sort of week, or, or maybe even next year, we might even go like, cool, we have had so many weeks with Cyberpunk, here is our thoughts, or like, here are our, here's our review after playing it for, you know, a month, um, because uh, a, a tester has put 127 hours into the game Jeez. and has not finished the campaign. Uh, imagine that with working at home and then moving house and all that sort of stuff like that, so it's it's going to be insane. Are you actually looking forward to it? Because I know you weren't huge in The Witcher. I mean, we played it and you sort of enjoyed it, but and you didn't seem like you were that involved in this. Like there are people who are going nuts about this game. Yeah, with The Witcher, I wasn't excited for it. It was like, uh, oh, cool, there's a game coming out called The Witcher, and you were just like, yeah, yeah, fucking get it, get it. Oh, it's like, look, you got fucking magic fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'll get a copy of it." It's you know, I've, I've wasted eighty dollars on worse things, <clears throat> food. Um, so <coughs> hand jobs, whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not eighty. That's like forty five dollars. But it, it's never they, a they waste. Charge extra, they charge extra five dollars with every time they spit. So yeah. you know, it racks up. It gets to eighty. <laughs> Anyways, uh, The Witcher Three, I enjoyed it, but I, I wasn't like a. Oh my god, it's the best thing ever! I'm like, yeah, it's actually a pretty solid game for something I've 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 heard of but never played before, and it's it's a pretty welcoming game as well. It's not like a, you need to play these games to understand who the characters are. Yeah, um, that's what was good. So, about it. Yeah, and with Cyberpunk as well, I'm like, it's got Keanu Reeves <laughs> and the opportunity to shoot people in the face. It's you're not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two so, things. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people I'm gonna just I'm like, hey, that I'm I'm not gonna get into it. I'll get into it on a on a, on a Patreon episode that will never be released because we don't have Patreon. Anyways, um, we're excited for Cyberpunk. That'll be dropping the tenth, which is next week. Um, so stay tuned. We might do some impressions and then do a review later on down the track because it's such a big game, um, and it is going to be a harder game to review in regards to video as well because it's just it's it's just so big. It's- um, I can barely fit it all in my Xbox. Apparently, <laughs> apparently <laughs> you can do the campaign quicker than The Witcher Three, um, but I think it's just that there's so much side quest stuff to do that you can do that people are just getting distracted. 
Well, it was like um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a long as fuck game. Um, to the point where like people are like, yeah, it's a good game, but it's too long. And U- Ubisoft, I think, came out and said, yep, cool, we're going to make the Assassin's Creed Valhalla shorter. And then they deleted the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. But yeah. So I don't know if it was Ubisoft directly. It might have been one of the fucking developers of Assassin's Creed, but yeah. Um, but speaking of Assassin's Creed, we've got some gaming news now. Ian, you're the owner, a proud owner of a Nintendo Switch. I am. They have a variety of games. They do. Such as The Legend of Zelda and uh, Hyrule Warriors, whatever the most recent fucking one was called. <laughs> yeah, Age of Calamity, yeah. That's it, yes. Well, there is another great game coming to the Nintendo Switch as of the 8th of December. So, next week, two days before Cyberpunk, which is interesting. Um, and that's Doom Eternal is coming to the Switch. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, download only. There's no hard copies from what I heard. Yeah, I think so. I, I haven't taken a look. I saw the, I, I did a Tom. I saw the title. I went, that'll go on the news. <laughs> that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Basically. I mean, surely it's not going to run that well, right? I mean, it's it's going to be... Uh, uh, I was talking to G-Man about the original... Well, not the original, but the Doom 2016 that was put on Switch. It's like It just mm. felt like there was like a haze or a fog. Yeah. Sort of like blocking all the details. So it could be like that. But also, it's like if you want to play Doom Eternal in its best possible format, you'd probably be PC then go on to more of the hardcore gaming consoles but if you want to shoot demons while you're taking a shit or you're on the plane or you're on a train or you're in an automobile then you know <laughs> or you're John Candy <laughs> <laughs> so you're dead um, oh, poor John yeah Candy. we don't make it yeah but Doom Eternal is going through the switch um, it it's going to be really interesting because Doom Eternal is a very can be a very hard and grueling game and those Joy-Con controllers are very small. Yeah. Um, I think anyone but, who's going to even think about playing a game like this should, if they don't already, have a Pro Controller. The Pro Controller is fantastic, by the way. I, I'm i big for it. I don't have one, but, <laughs> but my sister does and I used it for the first time and I was like, holy crap, what have I been missing out on? It is arguably more comfortable than the xbox controller so i should have gotten you a uh elite controller or nintendo elite controller for christmas fuck nah well those you know vouchers for five dollar spits aren't really gonna work (laughs) yeah but i've been saving them up (laughs) (laughs) oh no i can spit myself i'm a penny pincher (laughs) But absolutely, like, if you're playing a game like this, you need a pro controller because 100% I agree. Like, the the stock standard controllers, the Joy-Cons that come with it are trash for something like this. They're perfectly fine for a little platformer game like Mario 35 or anything like that, or, you know, even Mario Odyssey. But if you're properly playing games and putting hours into this console, I recommend just, you know, shouting out the 70 bucks or whatever it is to get one. Apparently, it makes The Legend of Zelda completely different playing it on a controller rather than playing it on Joy-Cons as well. So, maybe that's something for me to take a look at. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, honestly, like that it would not change the experience. It is extremely comfortable. And it does sort of... It, you've seen it, right? It basically looks like an Xbox controller, but you hold it in your hand and it sort of feels like it tilts at the back of the controller. So, like where your fingers are on the triggers, it kind of feels like it tilts back a bit mm. and it fits really comfortably in the hand. 
I would say I'd pick it up, but the only thing I use my Switch on is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and that's a fantastic game. <laughs> it's the only thing you use your Switch for. Uh, oh, I've got Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. That's pretty fun to play on the Switch. That's a good That's a good OG fucking old school Star Wars game to play on the Switch. That was like 20 bucks. Motherfucker plays Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll play Age of Calamity. We were talking no. about June. He says it's really good. It's not real Zelda. <laughs> Well, you tell, I'll tell you else what's not real, and that's Kratos, Ian. And uh, Kratos, of course, from God of War 4, or at least the version of Kratos from God of War 4, is rumoured to be coming to Fortnite. What? Yep. So he'll be able to do the dances and the all the shit that you do in Fortnite. I don't know. I've played Fortnite once in the past two weeks. Uh, Paul, I came fifth. Be proud. Um, <laughs> but yes. You can play as Kratos. Apparently, that's a rumor that's coming up. There's already the, the photos that have leaked. Uh, and the new season of Fortnite is out now. Um, I just bought the Marvel season pass for 30-something fucking bucks. Ugh. And then it's like, oh, yep, now nah, it's new season now. And I went, oh, cool, sweet. I only got to play one game, and I got, like, one fucking sk- or two skins. So that was fucking stupid. But uh, <laughs> the new Fortnite season is all about hunters, and, of course, it includes the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Mmm... So, What's Baby Yoda's yeah. name now? I've already forgotten it. Grogu. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he's called Grogu. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people get pissed off being like, can we just forget that Grogu's a thing? I'm like, can we forget you exist? <laughs> like, how about that? <laughs> it's fine. It's a name. Like, it's, it's, it's not bad. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm only going to refer to him as Baby Yoda. I'm like, well, yeah, if you say Baby Yoda, everyone knows going to know what you mean. But if I'm talking to my wife and I say Grogu, she's going to go, who? Yeah. Like, that's yeah, he's, he's, his name is Anakin and he's a person. Yeah, he's Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> he ate babies. Ew. Anyway, Kratos is coming to to Fortnite as well as uh, Mandalorian is out now. Uh, I've taken a look. I'm not buying a season pass again because I don't want to get jibbed. Um, but you can but still play two- as those skins that you bought, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm running around as as Ghost Rider, and you'd think as a person with a giant flaming head, I'd be a giant target. But no, I've gotten a lot of pretty decent kills, <laughs> sneaking up behind bastards with a shotgun and just going pow. I think I played Fortnite like once, and I couldn't figure out how to build forts. Um, I don't build. Yeah, uh, building is stupid. <laughs> exactly, that's what I reckon. But like all the people who are really good at it know how to do that shit, and they know how to do it well. Yeah, they just build fortifications and go up and up and then shoot down at you. Yeah. It's just like, no, look, man, I'm shooting. I don't give a crap about... Oh, he's got a helicopter and he's got a glider that farts rainbows or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> it's... It's... Nah. I'll, I'll load up Rocket League, motherfucker. There, let, let's see who's the winner there. <laughs> whatever goes, goes. Well, speaking of loading up online games, uh, players out there, not not us, of course, but random players out there who just want to experience the online version of Red Dead only can now purchase a Red Dead online version of the game, completely cutting out the single-player experience, so the only reason you should buy the game. And it's just called Red Dead Online. So you can buy Red Dead Online and not buy the single-player game for a cheaper price, which, why Why? would you? Yeah. (laughs) Oh god, the online is terrible. Yeah, it's uh, they they there was the the whole thing of like, well, if Grand Theft Auto Five is doing so well for their online, they're making money hand over fist sort of thing. It's like, well, what are they going to do with Red Dead? Not much. It's still pretty boring. 
Like, you have a couple missions to do. They can be fun. There's some horde modey things that you can do. They can be fun. And there's there's not much else to do. It's like, oh, go hunt a bear. Oh, cool. All right, now that you've hunted a bear, go fucking find an armadillo. Oh, cool. Where are we <laughs> going to find that? I don't know. Just find one. Uh, it's just, yeah. It's, just it's not, not but, much fun. They needed to actually play it more and just be like, what the, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> You're just like in a world walking around. It's like, this is not fun. Well, it's like I, I, I wouldn't mind a, a more some more co-op missions and shit like that in Red Dead. I think that'd be the way to do it. And I think that'd probably be like the only way to entice you to get on. I'm like, and we can shoot people with pistols. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'll get on. I think, yeah, but like that's what they needed. Essentially what they did with um, Grand Theft Auto Five, where they had those like heists and stuff. Yeah, we could rob banks and shit. Yeah, they were really fun. If you had stuff like that and like leaderboards and things like that then i think that might entice people more i mean they might already have that and i'm just not playing it because that game was shit yeah i haven't played red dead <clears throat> red dead online i've played the i've played the campaign twice the campaign i, I love but it's just like the, the i didn't even finish much. the campaign i was just like this game is pretty but it is boring as fuck how far did you get not far enough i didn't even get out of like the first city i don't think uh, Armadillo, I think it was called, wasn't it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, you, 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 you're missing out. Um, so, yes, Red Dead Online only is available now. Should you just want to play online with friends? Um, I haven't taken a look at the price, but if it is something like five bucks and your friends <laughs> are playing Red Dead Online, then that's not bad, I wouldn't say. But if it's like, yeah, it's 60 bucks and it's $64 with the campaign, I'm like, just get the campaign. It won't be five the- bucks. It might. No, it won't. <laughs> It'll be like your, your dad. Your, Twenty. Your brother bucks. isn't coming back. He might. No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it's like twenty bucks or more. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking Google it. I've Google I'm, it I'm right now. I bet you won't. You won't be able to do it. Red Dead Online price. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, introductory price of five dollars. <laughs> what? There we right, go. That's a pretty good deal then. Starting on the fifteenth of February, twenty twenty-one, the price tag will shoot up to twenty dollars. Ah, so, so we were both intro- right. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was more right. I read five dollars first. <laughs> I chose to read it first. <laughs> so, well, there we go. It's, it's going to be five bucks, and then in the middle of February next year, it is going to go to twenty dollars. So, if you've got a couple mates then who are playing it, and they're like, "Hey, we need a fucking uh, a fifth for our posse or whatever it might be," then <clears throat> Power to you. I did play a little bit with uh, with Davo from Super Movie Bros. We got very bored very quickly, but it was fun just seeing like a random pedestrian be like, "Oh, I need help! I've been bitten by a snake!" And we just blow their faces off with a shotgun and take their money. You sick fuck. Yes. Speaking of sick fuck, Rainbow Six Siege has a new uh, <laughs> operation that's out now. It's the last right? one. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's the last one for year five, which is the current DLC we're in, um, before, of course, we get into year six next year, which I can't wait for. But uh, year five is wrapping up with the new operator, Aruni. Now, I haven't played as her, so I'm not going to be providing my review of her. I'll probably do that next week. Um, but she is a defender who uses a laser grid defense system a little bit like the movie Entrapment. Uh, <laughs> So, so she puts, uh, she sort of throws these attachments onto the top of uh, windows and doorways. Uh, if someone runs through the laser grid, they take thirty percent health damage. So they'll go from one hundred percent to seventy percent. Uh, if drones go through the laser grid, they're destroyed. Um, but if you throw it on a doorway, it leaves a little gap under the door for the drones to comfortably go under. 
Um, so it's, it's a, she works a little bit like Castle, how Castle can sort of barricade up windows and doorways to slow people down. That's what Aruni does, but Aruni's gadget can't be destroyed. It can only be temporarily disabled, um, and it can turn back on. So that's kind of cool. And she's also the first defender for Rainbow Six Siege to use a, uh, a well, not a bolt action, but a, a rifle. Um, so she's got a long-ranged weapon as a defense weapon, which is pretty fucking baller, if you ask me. Um, I, I wonder if so it'll, gonna- like, it, yeah, it is pretty cool. But at the same time, like, is it going to be useful as a defender, though? Because most of the time well, when you're a defender, you're stuck in a little room, so you're very close distance. So I don't know if it's particularly yeah. Angry. There are some there are some maps where you can sort of um, you can go into like a tower area, and then you can sort of break out a window and try and get some long range shots from that. Um, the longest scope that she can have is a one point five zoom, which isn't that much, but it's still one point five zoom. Um, but she's also armed with a submachine gun, so you can choose to take the 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 marksman rifle. I think that's what it was what it was. Or the submachine gun. So if you plan on like, okay, I'm going to sit inside the room and just, you know, play anchor and just wait for people to come to us, then submachine gun. But it's like, cool, I'm going to put my defenses up and then I'm going to run out and or try and peek down a corridor or something. And it's like, cool, I'll take the rifle. Might be really uh, interesting. Rifle- yeah, it might really kind of change the way that people um, sort of approach defense. You might actually have people sniping, like actually going outside of the building more and, um, you know, shooting, sniping down hallways and things like that. So might add a different dynamic to the game. Well, there is a new update with this uh, with this last season as well. That, of course, the the big thing for being an attacker was defenders running outside of the building, shooting you, and then running back inside the building. Um, we call them cunts, uh, but they're more efficiently termed as uh, as adopted. No, they're called runouts. Um, and they used to have a three three to five second timer. They now have one second before it alerts everyone on the other team that someone's run outside. Um, mm. So as soon as they run outside, it's like you're going to be alerted, and then immediately it tells everyone, "Hey, someone's run outside." Rather than like five, four, three, so on and so forth. Um, so that's that's a cool thing. There's some other updates for some other operators as well, but I'll probably get into more of that next week because I haven't really had a chance to to check it out yet. But Ian, you're building something that isn't a mini. What is it? Uh, well, I haven't started building it yet, but I will be after Christmas. Um, yeah, I'm uh, delving into the deep underground world of having a pie. Everybody loves some raspberry pie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've uh, had such a craving lately to play old arcade machines and have my own sort of arcade machine, just like a bar top sort of one, because I don't really need a huge big one. Um, mm-hmm. So I've kind of gone down a different avenue, a more affordable avenue, instead of paying like fucking 600 to 1000 to $1,500 for an arcade machine, um, by just having a Raspberry Pi and getting like a 8-bit dough uh, arcade stick. Um, so I can get the, the fun of playing all the games that I've ever wanted to play, um, in the old school world, pretty much all the way up to Nintendo 64 is, uh, which my pie would be able to play. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, if I do find that I'm playing it a lot, I might even delve into building myself an arcade cabinet. And this all came about because I saw it on the Facebook marketplace, like you should buy this. And then you're like, (laughs) nah, (laughs) <laughs> it's a shit ton of money. <laughs> Even like someone else's. Bucks. Yeah, 850 bucks for someone else's second-hand pie machine. Um, it's a lot but of they money. They turned it into a cabinet, though. That, that, that's got to be the preface here. It was a wall-mountable cabinet. Yes. But, it had the joysticks and everything. You know, I, I've 
I'm going to have a better pie than that one did. That one had a pie. <laughs> My pie will be better. My pie will win awards. The greatest baker. <laughs> so that ran a pie three, and this one that I'm getting is a pie four. So, yeah, take that, internet. <laughs> So we can call you. I remember the first time Tom was talking about it. It's like, I'm getting a raspberry pie for, for my birthday. And I'm like, he that's did. a pretty shit birthday present. <laughs> I'm like, why would someone just buy you a fucking pastry? He's like, no, it's an emulator. I'm like, well, why isn't it called a raspberry emulator? Why is it called a raspberry pie? I'm like, I don't fucking get it. He's like, oh, it's this whole thing. And I'm like, I think it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really an emulator so much as it's like a mini computer. Essentially, it's like a one board computer. It's the size of your phone, really. Um, and essentially, yeah, that's what it is. And all you do is you load on emulating software and ROMs of games onto a SD card, plot that into your uh, Raspberry Pi, which is, like I said, it's like a one-board console the size of your phone, and uh, away you go. You've got thousands and thousands of retro games at your disposal for free. Now, of course, this will, you know, like you said, you're going to start doing it next year. What what do you reckon the first game you're going to play is on it? I've been having a hankering to play some Game Boy Advance games lately, but I also know that once I get my arcade stick that I'm really going to want to play some like arcade fighting games, so I might have to invite you over and we'll play some Mortal Kombat, old school Mortal Kombat. I think I used to have three on the SNES, and that was pretty good. But like, you can actually get the actual arcade machine versions as well, so not just the console versions. Yeah, where uh, where Sub Zero looked like David Hasselhoff with a scar over his face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. But uh, well, of course, uh, well that'll be next year. But what's going on this year is, of course, we're still sponsored by Culture Shock Collectibles. You know who they are. You know what they do. They do Funko Pops, Hot Toys, all those things, collectibles. All of their information, of course, is below on previous episodes that you've heard countless times. Um, but essentially, your Christmas presents in uh, have uh, arrived in stock, so they should be Ooh. coming to my uh, my address at uh, thirty two Bignor Road, Moorabbin. Um, I live there. <laughs> um, Yes, so they, they should be arriving. You know what they are. The uh, other boys don't know what they are or what they're getting. Um, I told my wife uh, about who's getting what, and she went, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, as if no one saw it coming. But, of course, I ordered that all at Culture Shock Collectibles. The link is in the description below. Uh, get your Christmas presents sorted now because, you know, Christmas yeah. is only so many days away. You're actually running out of time, I think, in my opinion, for Christmas presents If this year where, you know, there's so much going on in the world that it's affecting, um, you know, deliveries. Everyone's buying so much stuff online. If you're not buying anything online and you're old school, then that's fine. You should be all right, theoretically, but... What, well, that was... I, yeah, I, I fucking ordered a... I ordered a Christmas jumper for Mon and me. Mine arrived, but Mon's was shipped like five days later, and it still hasn't arrived yet. I contacted, yeah. uh, I contacted the seller and being like, "Hey, um, my jumper's arrived." Five days later, my wife's jumper was shipped. Um, what's going on? She's like, "Oh, she." The name was Tilly, so I assume it was a she. Um, <laughs> came back saying like, "Oh, there could be delays with Kodora. If you haven't received it by the twenty eighth of December, please what? let us know." And I'm like, "What? It's a Christmas jumper." If it hasn't arrived after Christmas, I'm just going to say what the fuck and ask for my money back. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't arrive in time for Christmas, if I can't give it to someone for Christmas, then that's on you. Considering how far out you bought it as well. We bought it in like the middle of October 
And mine arrived pretty, like two weeks after I ordered it. And, and my wife's has been a month and it hasn't arrived yet. That's pretty like, bad. Like, cool, you'd better arrive in the next week or two. Otherwise, I'm just going to be like, hey, I nah, refund it. Sorry, that's not cool. Two yeah, months. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But you won't get that service at Culture Shock Collectibles. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, Ian, we've been playing something this week. Uh, you helped me out, of course, with a video that I did for my channel. Um, but it was also the first time you finished the campaign for this highly acclaimed game of 2019. Some say it's the best of the series. I say otherwise. Who the um, fuck Ian, is saying this is the best of the series? IGN, you know, they got what? probably got paid to, you know. They say it's the best and it's revolutionary. It is a must-play. Like, it is a fun game, but it definitely isn't a game of its cal- its series caliber. Would you say Ian, it's a must-play? I don't know. I, don't know I would say it's a... Far. Like, when you, when you think of Xbox... It is a must-play Xbox title. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what is the game? Give us your thoughts on the story, the review. It's It's been released for a year, so we, we are going to talk about spoilers once Ian tells us what the game is. Heads up. <laughs> it's the other G of War. It's Gears of War, the, the fifth, right? Yep. Yes. The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, it's definitely a game. So it follows the events of Gears of War 4, which is the rebooted um, franchise continuation. Of we Gears. reviewed that on Nerd, like when we first started. We did an episode on Gears 4. That's how long we've been doing this for, just for both yeah. of our listeners. Yeah. Phil <laughs> and. Fuck. Uh, I don't think their name is Fuck. N- n- no. <laughs> it could be Fuck Me. Fuck you, fuck me. <laughs> Um, Yeah, anyway, Gears of War 5 is uh, a game that follows the events of 4, and instead of, you know, um, having a plot, it went down a controversial route of not having a plot. Yeah, and it was something that (laughs) when we were playing the campaign... Thanks, Ian. (laughs) When we were playing the campaign and the credits rolled, your response was... So if you had to write down the plot of this game, what would it be in one sentence? And I was just like, I don't think you can. Like, not to say, like, the story's big, but, like, it is The Last Jedi. Nothing happens. It's character development, sure, but there's nothing really else to it. Yeah. That's the big problem I had with it is, like, there's nothing event-wise pushing the story forward. So it's very easy to just put the game down at any point in time and just give up because it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. There's no strong antagonist. There's no strong driving force. There's no, there's no nothing to push you to you know play. And that's what you did as well. Like when Gears Five first came out, you're like, yeah, let's do the campaign together. And then it was just like, um, yeah, probably got probably got like nearly halfway through it, put it down. And just no, like, no, no. We it, we were at the end of Act. Two, when we started back up last week and we finished the campaign and act two is not a long act it's the prologue which is act one then it's act two and we're at the end of act two it is a four act game yeah so end of act two is halfway <laughs> half of four is two duty <laughs> yeah <laughs> math boy <laughs> Well, we didn't finish Act 2. No, we So didn't. we weren't halfway. <laughs> we were nearly um, halfway, like I said. Nearly halfway. Yes. But yeah, like, that's exactly it. That was, I think, the whole reason why I put it down. If you're halfway, nearly halfway through a game and you 
don't know what's happening there's no driving force you don't know why you're playing it then there's a problem yeah exactly and it was there's they they put rpg uh, mechanics and elements into the game that just didn't need to be there like health bars like when we were shooting she's like why does it this it's got a scion but it's the ripoff of a boomer it's like why do they have a health bar boomers didn't have health bars it was just like shoot the boomer and take it down otherwise it's going to keep firing grenades at you yeah it's um Look, it still has the funness of the Gears of War games. You still get to just unleash bullets into your enemies and enjoy the goriness and the fucking visceral noises of heads exploding and things like that. So don't get me wrong, it's still a good game. It's just missing polish and, you know, a (laughs) storyline. Yeah, well, uh, graphically it does look pretty good um there were some textures here and there that we look you know like there was a cut scene where like a door opens and your character walks through the door it's like the door looks like crap but the characters look good yeah Um, it's a bit weird yeah and it and even you know it's been the the reason i we sort of went back to this was it's been scaled at 120 frames a second and 4k for the series x i'm like oh fuck it i'll just i'll boot it up we'll play it and there was like fuck it i'll do a video on it let's let's do the you know previously you know well before the podcast ian and i would do co-op campaigns for the Gears games and we'd stay up late fucking drinking Heineken or fucking well, what can't remember bourbon and cokes or whatever, whatever the fuck we it could was find. <laughs> yeah eating chocolate fudge and fucking playing horde mode um and we did go back to horde mode during the week and we it was it was a nice refresher of being like fuck I missed this this is like a, it, we played it on an old school map we had to play with the new rules with the ultimate abilities and the fucking uh, fortifications and shit like that but it still has the gears feel to its heart but it, they just added some unnecessary shit to it yeah well that's why i'm looking forward to the latest part of the online that's just been released do you want to tell them duty yes um <laughs> that is gears war are doing you know, the or the coalition that the, the developers of the game they're doing something similar to rainbow six siege and that they're doing sort of uh, season, season, new seasons like how we just got with you know aforementioned Aruni they're doing the same thing for Gears of War and they're doing a weekly limited time event at the moment um, so it's from the <clears throat> the 1st of December to the 7th and that is classic Horde Mode uh, is back so uh, Horde Mode was the mode that cr- this mode originated in Gears of War 2 it created Call of Duty Zombies it created all of these wave after wave game modes where you had to survive to the end or survive till you died sort of thing and like everyone goes oh call of duty zombies the best i'm like horde mode is where it started and that's where fucking cod ripped it off bitch um so horde mode now is like pick a class this class has this ultimate ability sort of like fucking overwatch and then it's like oh you can spend money to make fortifications to to build defenses so people can't get you and i'm like dude in gears 2 our fortifications were one of you's on that door one of you's on that door when someone gets too many you go over and help them like you had a game plan fucking written down going like okay cool three people in the center one at each door call out what you're doing and what you see and if it fell apart you'd start the fucking round again at the most recent 10 it was fucking the most hard work but rewarding work you had to do and now it's just like just build a turret it'll shoot for you i'm like oh. yeah that's uh, that's the problem i have with it as well is that it takes away a bit of the the achievement feeling of like yeah. we took down this army it kind of feels like i built a robot that will fight my battles for me 
And uh, uh, there's a lot of people who say, like, just don't use the fabricator and build resources. And I'm like, why even have it there? Like, you should have a permanent toggle for classic horde mode, which is now what they're doing in, in this week. They've they've just announced uh, Operation... Fuck, I can't remember. Operation Desert Hollow, Storm. I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, Desert Storm. It's given us a heap of new characters, including Ian's favorite character, Scourge, from Gears yes, 2. Yes, um, is back. And- <laughs> and uh, of course, we've got uh, Classic Horde for a week. It is 12 waves only, so it's not long, uh, but every fourth wave is a boss wave. Uh, so I'm looking forward to going back and playing that. We played it two, three days ago as at the time of this recording, like the traditional sort of their modern version of Horde mode, and we had a ball with it, and we did all 50 waves, and we leveled up a fuckload, and I'm looking forward to sort of going back and playing more Horde mode because it's just some, one of those easy pick-up play sort of games you don't need to fucking re- remember the buttons gears controls are so easy to remember yeah. there might be a handful of things like how do i do this oh yeah it's coming back to me sort of thing where like you know you play siege is like how do you lean oh aim and then click the relevant stick to lean i'm like oh it's not to say it's hard to remember but it's just like you know it's not it'll take you longer to yeah yeah and it's more punishing to remember rather than gears where it's like the first handful of waves are like oh it's just what are they called juvies or whatever the fuck they are um <laughs> It is yeah, but- it is very sort of pick up and play friendly. <laughs> like even if someone's not amazing at video games, as long as they're kind of capable of playing a third person shooter, they're still going to be useful for their team. Yeah, and we we had uh, my brother join in for yeah. I think we we dropped in like round thirty out of fifty or something like that. And in some rounds, the AI was beating him, but he was still like causing distractions away from other people and all that sort of stuff like that. So he was. I think he revived like, my we, ass a few times as well. <laughs> you both went down consecutively in one round. You dropped. <laughs> I went and picked you up. You dropped again. Um, That's because I was in is- there. I was in the battle, man. You wouldn't know. I was top of the leaderboard so many times. You were actually a, a fair bit, and then Shrimp came in and just fucking reaped, <laughs> reaped it. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> but uh, look, the, the, that is to say that's what this Gears 5 game is like. The campaign is a bit out of place and nothing happens. A lot of character development, and it also sort of explains where the locusts come from, so it removes that sort of unanswered question from the original games. Um, but the multiplayer is still Gears. Um, yeah. it's, it's still the same thing, you know, five on five, you know, the the exact same sort of the level layout is exactly the same just reversed on each each opposite side of the map so it's like everything's even and and all that sort of shit like that um but the the campaign just it felt weird having to use a skiff for fucking traversal and it's like who uses like we were were playing it we're like the wind is going in the opposite direction yet we're still moving forward um (laughs) and it's like that's that's not how the wind works that's not how the force works it's like sure you can you can go but it's a different universe but i'm like but you're using a wind related machine to get around and the wind's going in the opposite direction and the sails are going as if it wasn't yeah like it just yeah it didn't work just put a fucking rv or warthoggy sort of thing in it like that would have been fine um but yeah and you can play like i said hovercraft hovercraft that would have been cool like with the the inflatable ring around it and the big fan on the back. Yeah, but like actually put a gun on it and have something to do while you're driving around instead of just go from one place to another to start your mission. Oh yeah, the other person doesn't do anything. Like one person drives and the other person sits in a seat that looks like a gun, <laughs> but it's like, no, it's a GPS coordinates map marker. Who we? Who wants to take that seat? <laughs> I'm the navigator. <laughs> <laughs> Like the only time you're useful navigating is in Sea of Thieves and you're going left, left, yeah. no, straight, yep, you're good. 
That's like that's the only time it a navigator's so, been fucking useful. So like tacked on. They obviously just went, Oh, we've gotta have the second person doing something. Oh, we'll just have them, you know, drop markers. <laughs> Why don't we put them in a turret? Well, we don't have any enemies that just pop up and start chasing you like, you know, you know that might be entertaining. A game that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anybody just goes, oh shit, there's a heap of guys on fucking James Bond flying sled kite things. I mean, Shoot I them. Just, I don't understand how you can have an open world game, but have nothing happen in the open world while you're driving from one place to the other. It's literally been in games since open world games have existed. You go back to bloody Rage on the Xbox 360. You're talking about mm. fucking eight years ago or whatever now. They still had enemies on the way. I don't understand how this game didn't get ripped to shreds more for that. No, it got it like... And to be fair, I gave it a high score when it first came out, but it's it's exactly like The Last Jedi. Fairly sure I liked it when it first came out. Watching it now, I'm like, eh, it ain't great. It's better than The Rise of Skywalker, but it ain't great. Um, and that's and that's not to... It's the second worst Gears game, and there's I don't really think there's any such thing as a bad Gears of War game to the point where I'm like, I don't want to play this. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gears Judgment still is fun. Yeah, Gears Judgment is fun. It's the worst out of them because they fucked with the fucking controller settings. That's my biggest fucking thing you don't touch. Um, and it, it it was still fun. They introduced some new enemy types that, of course, as a prequel was fucking weird. Um, but yeah, look, Gears, it's going to be interesting as well. I want to see what Gears looks like when Gears 6 comes around um, with the, the Series X. Let's see what they can push with their, with their yeah. hardware. Um, as well as Gears Tactics has released, which, according to Davo from Super Movie Bros, ain't bad, but it ain't a Gears game. It's a fucking like XCOM-y style game. I'm like, no, yeah. uh, Gears is a third-person, over-the-top action shooter. It is not an XCOM-style game. Don't try and make a franchise to be something that it isn't. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're just trying to create more things in the Gears universe so that there's more games available for the xbox it's obviously a thing that xbox has tried to push to have more um sort yeah of. it's like we got halo and the halo wars exactly they're just trying to get more out of their big franchises out of basically if you think about it, the big things on xbox are really still the big flagships are halo and gears so of course they're going to try and milk them a bit and get more and more games out of them to keep them relevant but particularly like, when I, the I, games only come out every fucking four years I'd rather have something like a, a fucking a, another remaster version of Gears 2. Like, if they did Gears of War 2, like they did Gears of War 1 Ultimate Edition... They still might. years ago it was. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I'm like, cool. I reckon that's what they'll Gears- do. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be cool. Sweet. Like, it, it. I don't know how much resources would go into it, but surely not as much as maybe Gears Tactics, because, yeah. I mean, why? Um, but when we like consider Riftworm and stuff. Gears 5... So this one that we're talking about came out in 2019. Mm. Um, what, what, when are we saying 6 is going to come out? Probably not- 22, 23. Yeah, exactly. Another three years' time, two years' time at least. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do, again, release a um, remastered version of an older game so that they have that in between them. So in between 4 and 5... I think it was in between four and five. Or was it just before four that it came out? The um, uh, just original. before four because it was the coalition and the, it was their first sort of thing as the coalition. Then they did Gears Four because if you bought uh, yeah. ulti- if you bought Ultimate Edition, you got Gears Four Beta. Yeah, 
Well, that's. That I think that they should. I think they really need to put out like a remaster of two or something to keep the momentum going uh, over the next two three years. Yeah, and then also take time to actually write a story and a plot. Yeah, how about put some thought into like your actual storytelling? Like the main villain only appears at the ass end of the game. You have to decide who lives and who dies between Dell and JD, and then. That's it. They the villain's gone. Yeah, that's literally like, it. Yeah, and then the end of it's like it's like she'll she'll be back. It's like not if we go to her first. I'm like, cool. How do you know where she is? How do you know she's not standing right behind you? Where did she come from? What do you know? Nothing. Like with Queen Mira, like and the story of Gears Two, it was like, yeah, their main HQ is fucking underneath us. Let's blow up our city and flood our city to sh- essentially flood out their main city, the Nexus. And that was the story of Gears 2. It was fucking great. And this one's like, let's let's just find out more about Kate's heritage and then let's <laughs> launch, uh, what is it, fucking Hammer of Dawn satellites into the sky and fight the same bosses again, but they have different names and spikes. Yeah, they. I don't know. They didn't really set up anything for the next game other than a villain. We don't know. We still, over the course of two games, really don't know anything about the um, new version of the Locust, which is the Swarm. We don't really yeah. know much about them. They don't really have any sort of personality or story to them. Or the the T story about like what happened at uh, fucking Settlement 12 or whatever the fuck it was from Gears 4. And it was like, well, it looked like, you know, the new head of the cog or whatever, that uh, directed Jin or whatever her name is. Like, she seems evil and something's going on with her. Like, Marcus doesn't like her. Dom doesn't like, like, oh, not Dom, Dom's dead. JD doesn't like her, like, something's up with her and she seems really fucking fishy. And they give you a little hint with it in Gears 4 and they completely sidebar her in Gears 5. It's like, yeah, she's not really a thing. They just wasted so much time in the campaign in this one to tell us nothing. And it's going to be interesting as well because Rod Ferguson has left the Coalition to join Blizzard to do Diablo games. And, of course, Cliff Blazinski hasn't done a Gears game since Gears 3. So, who's going to be in charge of this Gears game is what I'm wondering. Find someone really fucking creative who's just like, cool, let's fucking drop half of the shit weapons in the game and let's create some new and interesting enemy variants. Uh, Just, again, I get... They shouldn't... with Gears as much as Star Wars. (laughs) They shouldn't have trouble getting someone who has some sort of a resume attached to it because you know gears is a pretty big franchise if they got amy henning from the fucking uncharted series yes that would be very good that would be a fucking great fucking that'd be a great buy (laughs) but we'll see what happens i mean fingers crossed but um look this is the first time you're you've played it do you want to rattle off some positives some negatives and potentially give it a score if you wanted to as well because we haven't really heard your thoughts about gears 5 ever really True. Um, all right. Well, positive-wise, it's still fun. It's still uh, really pick-up-and-play friendly. It looks pretty good for the most part. Like we said, it's hit and miss sometimes. It seems to be fine if you're looking at it overall, but when you actually look for the detail, it's not quite there. Um, the the uh, uh, the character progression, like you said, is is there in the campaign. There's they've built some of it out, so it's quite interesting. And you know, it ended on something that hasn't been done on the Gears franchise before, so that's really good. You know, mm. the other positive there is the multiplayer. The multiplayer is still quite strong, in my opinion. There's still people playing this game. Like we didn't have any trouble. I mean, we didn't really play match up, but there's still quite a lot of people playing online. It's 
still got a community there and it still feels quite good everything is there i mean as much as we did give a little bit of shit to it <laughs> um in terms of adding the fortifications and everything with this new rebooted gears four and five it's um it's still got all the essentials there that still make it good to play so um positive wise it, it has heaps going for it negative wise the campaign was just a wasted opportunity it feels like i played two hours or two and a half hours however long it was didn't feel that long and nothing really happened there was just a lot of talking going from one place to another and just a lot of talking between these two characters that i didn't really care much about and i didn't get any backstory to the villains or to really what's happening in the world there was not really anything interesting to it at all so really disappointed by the campaign story um and you know the online is is still the same thing like they've tried to add some bits and bobs to it but um i i, I do want to see them try and push something different they with this one they tried to create that um what do they call it escape, escape mode. mode yeah yeah um i haven't played much of that so i can't really talk about it so i won't be too negative on something i haven't played but you know online is is still quite good people obviously like it because they're playing it uh, to give it a score I'd, I'd probably say you know it's fine it's a completely fine game and there are a lot of worse games out there and that's the thing you got to keep in mind although we compare it to a, other gears games that are amazing and it's not quite at those heights this game compared to other games is still good um so i'm yeah. giving it a 7.5 oh, yeah that's a, that's a, or do you do it out of five uh 3.5 that's fine it's the same fucking yeah same, same. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Of course, we'll be back on Shake and Not Nerd this week. I have no idea what the theme is for for that episode, but I'm sure you're going to find out at the same time we do on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure uh, it out. Ed, is there anything you wanted to say before we wrap up? Um, if anyone has any recommendations for Raspberry Pi stuff, and um, um, I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what to do with it once I've put my penis in. Like, do I tell mum that we just ate the pie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if anyone knows anything about Raspberry Pi and wants to have a chat to me about it, reach out to us on our listener community. Yes, that's right. The link will also be in the description below. Should you want to join the listening community, should you want to suggest games for us to, to play, movies to watch, what you're watching, what you're playing, even what you're reading or collecting, anything you want to talk about as long as it's not venereal diseases then yes it's fine i mean we can talk about them but you know we choose not to it's a bit of a heated subject (laughs) (laughs) all right that's gonna do it for me (laughs) uh remember to play with each other and play with yourself that's how we got the ration first place all right guys i've been in chicka chicka